0: Hello, and welcome to episode four of Franco's Corner podcast series. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Jonathan Javier, the CEO of Unsulting. Over the next 30 minutes or so, you're going to hear more about his story, starting his own company, and also working at major technology companies such as Cisco and Google. I hope you all enjoy this, and I cannot thank Jonathan enough for his time. Please go show him some love over on LinkedIn, on his Instagram, and on TikTok as well. And I hope you enjoy. Thank you. And, you know, I'm just going to ask you some questions about, about your experience. I know it's all out there, so I don't want to ask you, like, the traditional questions, but I have to start off with the traditional questions.
1: Ask me anything, dude. Honestly, I can answer anything.
0: Well, luckily for you, I already asked Jerry all of the boring consulting questions. Obviously not boring, but all of, like, the traditional yeah, consulting yeah. questions. So for you, I'm tired, you, just- I'm tired okay. of
1: talking about consulting. I'm kidding.
0: By the way, it's a great project. I love it. From what I have seen like me down here in Brazil, being uh, an international student, I'm actually going into school in Canada, never stepped foot in Canada. So like, you kind of understand it gives you a perspective that not a lot of other like natives, uh, Canadians, Americans see, we're like, Hey, you're kind of starting from the bottom here. First generation immigrant going over there. So I love what you guys are doing over there. And any way I can support. I do. I just like support. I like to be Jerry's hype man on Instagram. So whatever I see, I always go like you go, Jerry, something like that. Just, you know, it's about the you you. Do you have me, Do you have me on Instagram? I have you followed, yeah. So I, oh, see, I see. Let me, let, pay me, pay. me, let, me
1: know your, let me know your Instagram. I'll follow you back. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Send <laughs> me after. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'll give I'll give you like a hype. I'll be your hype man too. It's fine.
1: Cool. Don't. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Oh, you click? you click record? I don't know if you click record.
0: Yeah, I click record. Wait, I can. Rec- I'm recording on my own thing.
1: Oh, you are. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you can record on Google Meets, but you you can record on your own thing. It's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, as you can see, because I don't know which one I was going to use originally. Usually, it's Zoom, Google Meets. So it's all good. Thank you for reminding cool. me. By good. the way. So hours. I wanted to know, because recently I was seeing you guys are over in consulting. You guys are actually kind of partnering up with other people. This is becoming like an actual, this is the real deal right here, because usually people separate startups from companies and you're starting. Yeah. Before we get into that though, I kind of want to know where did that idea come from?
1: One in general, huh? Yeah,
0: just consulting in general, like back, back, maybe like
1: 2017. Yeah. Is came up with this. Of course. Well, one well, first off, thanks Franco for inviting me to this. I really appreciate it. And uh, I love being on podcasts, so... Uh, appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, so once something started, it was just an idea at first, actually. I talk about this a lot, but uh, how it actually started was when I was in college at UC Riverside, where not a lot of companies came to recruit students like myself to into their companies because, well, it makes sense, that we're not a target school. I realized that simply applying to roles from an, a careers website and clicking apply wasn't going to cut it for me because I didn't attend the specific school that I wanted to, nor I had the background. Right. So, uh, was teaching these unconventional strategies. And I remember I was like, wow, I haven't gotten into my dream company, which was like the big banks, the big accounting firms and the tech companies. Yet I was helping everybody else get into the company. It was like, why? Right. I realized soon after that, my dream wasn't to, work in the big companies, it was to help other people get into the dream companies. So when I was working in corporate, uh, I started one consulting as an idea. It was just honestly one day on my birthday, I was like, all right, I'm just going to start it and uh, see what happens. Cause I love helping people. I remember going on Weebly and just made a curated ready site. It looked like the worst thing in the world, but the thing is all ideas can become huge businesses, startups. And that's what I encourage everybody to start their own, and it's grown immensely ever since. Wansulting comes from Winning Plus Consulting. Winsulting would sound weird, sound like I'm an insulting someone, so Wansulting would do, right? Um, but yeah, it became an actual business in January 2020. Like you said, we've been partnering with a lot of different companies and organizations and universities to deliver uh, career tips, to promote uh, different events, etc. And it's just fun. I love doing it. Being an entrepreneur, you have your ups and downs, but I always look at the ups rather than the downs and there's a lot of ups, that's for sure.
0: It's all about perspective, right? Just with anything in life. And that's, that's kind of what I've been starting to learn like during, during quarantine. I don't know how it's been going for you, but it's kind of helped me take a step back and kind of think about what I want personally and also professionally as well. And one thing I kind of want to ask you is you were working at Cisco, you were working at Snap, Google, I mean, these are great companies. How does How is it from like being delegated tasks to now delegating tasks on the other? It's like a whole different ballpark. It's another type of pressure, right? How have you been kind of able to handle that?
1: That's a great question. I've never been asked this question, but I will answer it as best as I can. But I think that it's, it's amazing. <laughs> the reason why is because sometimes in corporate, I think the vision and the system teaches us that you join corporate and you are uh, the best, right? You're the best. Apparently, apparently, according to society, when you join corporate, you are successful. When in fact, I mean, you are successful, but success is what you determine and define it as, right? So, uh, when, when I was in corporate, I was getting delegated a lot of tasks, tasks that my manager didn't want to do, or didn't have to do because I could do it. But I realized like, especially throughout my life, I wanted to be my own boss and wanted to kind of have my own hours and run my own team. And that's why I was like, why would I do something that's fulfilling another person's dream when I could fulfill my own? So basically working with my team in regards to the different tasks that are at hand, whether it's from marketing or partnerships or, uh, operations, it's just fun, it's fun because you get to see different perspectives and you get to be like, okay, is this good? Is this new improvement rather than your ideas just getting shot down automatically because of a level of stature uh, in a company. So I think that that transitioning to, uh, being my own boss has been really an amazing thing that I truly enjoyed, especially with speaking with people. And yeah, my team, like they love doing what they do and I appreciate them a ton. I actually just featured them, uh, in a Yahoo article, uh, that I got featured on, featured all of them. I think they're, they deserve everything, uh, in regards to recognition, so.
0: I mean, you have a great team over there. I saw also, I mean, just the inspirational posts that you guys have over there on consulting on LinkedIn, what you and and Jerry have been able to post. They always, I mean, I'm willing to run through walls for you guys, even though, like, I don't even know you personally. Just the things you guys do are just very inspirational. Like, you applied, was it, to the Forbes 30 under 30, and you got rejected, I think, the end of last year, 2020. And now you're, like, front page right there.
1: It's just Mm. awesome awesome scene. crazy man rejection is truly direction what i do franco i have a very yeah. interesting mindset i will put myself at the lowest point in life and get rejected like and feel super down but it's only for like a day and then after yeah. i'm like it's gonna be the best comeback that that I could be like right after that franco i kid you not i got on tiktok i started not to do dances i started to give actual good advice and uh it blew up like now i have we have six hundred twenty thousand followers and just got verified That's uh awesome. last week. So
0: it it's I mean, like I don't know if you're interested in like American sports. I I don't know why I'm a big fan, even though I did live in the US for a little bit. I love American football. Just the competition, the strategy, especially is kind of what I really enjoy about American football, but I'm not huge, I'm not jacked. So I, I went to business because I like strategy as well. So I was like, hey, <laughs> business strategy, you kind of need to do that there. And it's all about mindset. If you've seen like when the Patriots came back, Julian Edelman, the wide receiver, he was like, "Hey, it's going to be a hell of a story," and then they won the game. They came back from twenty-eight to three, the biggest deficit ever. It's just, it's just great stuff to see. And especially when you see yourself from an, as an outsider's perspective, I, I want to see under, underdogs win every time, and that's what you guys do over there on consulting. And I am all here for it. I mean, I'm all. Right
1: well, on. I'll say that's the underdog mentality that uh, I give myself and so many people because. You're such an underdog that everything you do is even better than it already is, right? That's why I tell people all the time, the underdogs in society are the ones that when they get the goal, they go even further. They're never handed things from their uncles or their dads or their moms. They have to work towards what they need to get into. That's why I, I respect and love a lot of first generation uh, students and in, in different backgrounds, international students like yourself, Franco, uh, who come to, here to the States to find a, find a living. Uh, it's something that I respect and something that uh, it, it's a grind. But when you're able to get and attain that goal, you're going to be even better than you are.
0: Yeah, it matters so much more as well, like just personally, because, I mean, like you said, international students, they have this whole pressure on them, especially if you're not coming from like a millionaire, millionaire of father or mother or whoever is providing for you. It's like you really are starting from the bottom. And, and I mean, it's fun. Like it's all about the process as well. Like people always say, I want the cars. I want. I want the money. I mean, that sure that'll be fun, right? But it's all about the process as well. It's all about getting up there, and it's all about influencing other people as well, which is something that you realize. I was talking to Lizzie Lizzie Ann Jones earlier yesterday.
1: Amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: And she she was awesome, and she she said the same thing, where like kind of how you started, but you kind of you kind of turned away from the corporate world. You went right into yeah, you know, consulting and the, the career coach and the career strategy firm. Whereas yeah, she's doing a little bit of both now. And I, I think that's awesome. I think she's a superhero, by the way, she's doing MBA internship. Hey, Lizzie and just everything over there. And I want to kind of go back to the your corporate experience, if I may, uh, where you worked at Snap, you worked at Cisco, what was one of the strategies or methods that you learned there in terms of your leadership in terms of how you work that you are applying in consulting as well
1: now? yeah i I think that uh especially in a corporate environment there's so many different things i learned right in regards to strategy operations etc but the importance of a person to an actual team like i found the importance of every single person because like if one person isn't doing one thing the whole system would be corrupt and wouldn't would break down right so for example like when I was at Cisco, like I worked specifically on go-to-market strategy on the community side. And we had to figure out in regards to, uh, let's say, how our sales teams were doing and customer success in regards to their different goals and KPIs. Like one day, like I actually just messed up the numbers and, and my manager was cool about it. But I realized that by just doing one misstep, it ultimately fluctuates a company. That's why, for example, like you should always have goals uh, and ask for help. I think that asking for help concept, because at first I was like, dang, Franco, I can do everything. You know what I mean? Like, especially joining a new company or joining a corporate company, you always think you can do everything when in fact you can't. And you get so afraid to ask people because of a seniority or asking because you don't want to feel like you're weak, or in fact, asking is the best part because asking helps you learn and develop your skills. So when I was in corporate, I, instead of just going through those motions and, you know, having that one misstep, I didn't ask for help then. I started to continuously ask for help, not only from my manager, but from other teams as well uh, in regards to their thought process, how they fluctuated ideas, and how they made things systems even better. And so I think that's translated directly to one consulting because I tell my team all the time, if you need help, just ask. It's so important because you honestly don't know everything, but maybe someone else does. And that's the importance of asking.
0: I mean, that's awesome. I, I did not expect usually usually it's something like uh very traditional, but that was straight straight out of the box. And I love it by the way, because I was reading I was reading The Outsiders and it's it's about these eight unconventional CEOs and I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, but it's it's like kind of how they manipulated and went against what other people were doing at the time. And one I think one of the CEOs, I can't remember if it was that but one of the CEOs, she kind of completely went against she was actually the CEO of a newspaper firm. A newspaper company, I forgot the name. Mm-hmm. But she, she took this completely other different approach where I, I thought it was interesting as well. Where she she wanted to make it as if people like the workers there were meant to be there, if that makes sense. And this also relates to Zappos. Have you heard about Zappos?
1: Dude, yeah, uh, Zappos, great company.
0: Great company. And and they they're like their client services, I think it's called, or their their HR was just off the roof because they would ask people questions when they were hiring, questions like, Hey, like out of the box questions, curveballs even? where where it would place them in a situation where they had to answer truthfully and then mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard about it where a week later after they got hired you might you might be able to take this one and put it in your book as well they would they would ask one of their employees hey i'll give you upwards of like two thousand dollars to leave quit now but you get two thousand dollars something like that
1: That's right i remember I actually remember that from zappos mm-hmm.
0: yeah and, and like it's the perfect way of filtering out the people who really want to be there and want to grow. And that's kind of what I've seen from the outside because I don't have a startup, I'm not anything like that, but I like reading about them. I like seeing success stories and I like, uh, and I like seeing that one thing that's very apparent is in a startup, which I think is kind of like, I don't know, like, cause every startup for me is a company, right? Like that's the way I look at it. A lot of people like to differentiate the two, but I mean, I kind of see them as one in one where they're all family oriented. and you see that a lot in, in college clubs. Like family orientation. Hey, you should join us because we're a family, but in the corporate world, you don't see that a lot. And that's where I feel like startups get it right. Is it, this is all, this is us. It's not you. It's not you versus me. It's, it's us going up. It could be us against another company, but that's competition that happens. And that, I feel like that's a good part of the strategy.
1: hmm uh, Struggling yeah, kind of, together, I'm yeah. struggling and growing together. That's yeah. for
0: sure. I mean, growing up in a, in a family of four boys, you, you struggle, but you grow, you grow. And you fight, but it's all, it's all in good hearts. All in, it's all in love at the end. And I, I feel like that's kind of when, you know, you've reached that, that family mentality, especially on a company. I don't know if what you do over there, maybe you guys have food fights. I don't know what you guys do. Over <laughs> By the way, love right. the merch. I love the merch. We
1: have a, uh, yeah, we have a lot of, uh, socials. Soul, like we, we, uh, yeah, we love to, uh, you know, take, take care of each other. That's the most important part. I, I personally think that work shouldn't be just seen as work. It should be seen as something that you enjoy doing every single day. Mm-hmm.
0: And I wanted to ask you one question here because you're doing everything with the sal- consulting. At one point, you were doing consulting when it was starting off and on top of that, working a corporate job. Did you ever tackle, to give you a little bit of backstory, uh, I was talking to a KPMG accountant. He was an audit and he was talking about how burnout was something that is inevitable. It will happen to somebody. It's just a matter of how you change your perspective or a matter of, if you think it's worth fighting through, how have you tackled burnout in the past?
1: Yeah, I used to uh, burn out, I burned out like last year uh, sometimes. I think burning out just comes from, in regards to the hustler's mentality, which a lot of people exhibit, but I think it's a a false misconception of how your team can success as. Hustler's mentality, meaning that you gotta work 80 hours a week in order for you to fulfill your dreams, That's literally crazy. Uh, I think that the thing is, you have to celebrate small wins. That's number one. So I know there's long-term goals that people have, whether in their job search, trying to get a job or for an entrepreneur getting some VC money, let's just say, right? But you have to celebrate the small ones before you get to the big ones, because if you only look towards the big ones, you're going to fail because your mentality would just be like, why am I not getting to this goal yet? It takes time. So for those listening in, remember that it takes time, right? Number two, uh, especially during uh, especially for your mental health uh, from burning out. You have to uh, make sure to have breaks. Like breaks are extremely important. When I burned out this one time, I went on vacation with my family. It was a great time. Like take time to spend time with family and friends. I think what happens a lot before last year was like, people wanted to hang out with me. And I was like, no, I can't hang out because I'm doing work. Right. Uh, I think that's, it's a little sad or right, to think about. Like nowadays, like if someone asks me to hang out, like I usually will hang out as long as it's like in a two week frame, you know, not like tomorrow, right? So uh, I think that differentiating your time between work versus your personal and social life is extremely important. Uh, I personally, Franco, I work, like I only have meetings for three days a week, which is on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. On Tuesday, Thursdays, I will either just have no meetings or I'll just do a, a bunch of work but it's like just that peace of mind, I think is awesome to say the least, because the misconceptions that you have to work nine to five to be successful, you have to work nine to five because corporate says, but honestly, you can work nine to five. It's cool. But like you don't always have to put in 80 hours a week, 80 hours of work does not mean 80 hours of impact. Always remember that. I used to put like two hour days and I put eight hours in two hours. That's just how much impact you can make specifically on
0: that. I mean, I'm taking notes. I can't wait until I, I end up working at some type of corporate position. And I'm like, well, I mean, J- Jonathan told me that I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I could be a lot more effective and more impactful in a different way. And do you think that it'll ever reach, like, the corporate setting? Like, hey, there's different ways to do this. And I think COVID, although all of the negatives that have happened, it has offered some positives as well with corporate. where like, I mean, I don't have to go in and have these meaningless meetings the whole day. I can have these meetings in the morning and I'll be done. And it's like, it's like the same amount of impact, but half the amount of time. Do you think that's ever going to make it over there? Like past?
1: Exactly. What I say all the time, Franco, is most things can be solved through email. I, I think that a lot of people will have meetings for no reason. Like, for example, some people try to have meetings with me. I'm like, why can't we just do this through email? You know what I mean? Email takes way quicker. Uh, I think that like a lot of the, like before a lot of the meetings, I was like, wow, this could have just been through an email or just could have texted me, right? So... One thing to also understand in corporate is if you get your work done, it's great. you are recognize, but the thing is you'll get more work, <laughs> All right? So, um, always remember like, uh, like if you have a lot on your plate, do not ask for more. If you have a lot, tell your manager, be like, Hey, I have a lot on my plate. Like, how can I, what can I do to delegate some of this? Or what can you do to help me? Or how, what how can you guide me? I think that's extremely important to be transparent where, wherever you are in the corporate setting, as long as you're reaching those KPIs and goals, that's what matters.
0: And, uh, like, what would you say, because I asked this question to, to Lizzie as well, like, she, was, she worked as a recruiter, you have your own startup, so you know what it's like the whole process, you, have, you may have your own process, you don't have to spill your secrets, the secret mm. recipe, you don't have to do that, but, uh, but like, when you, when you look at somebody, and, like, you, say you have two candidates, I'm always interested in this question, say you have two candidates, and one of them kind of has the skill, the edge in the skills, and the other one has the edge in the personality, like maybe one has like a bad personality, bad attitude. The other one has a good personality or, or, or a great personality. Which one kind of tips that scale, skills of personality?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that a mix of both is is, is great, right? Like you don't want to have someone who's like a total jerk, but has all the specific hard skills that you need to grow a business. I think that's terrible, right? But if you have someone who's more willing to learn, I think in an internship setting, if you don't have any skill, like if you're practicing that skill, but you don't have practical experience, I think that's ways more than someone who you can't even work with on a day-to-day because they are so headstrong or just a jerk, right? So for those who are trying to get into the job search or job, uh, get a job, we should exemplify the two skills, uh, which are number one, having hard skills that are directly related to the job description, because that'll put you over the top and get you interviews. And number two, the personality, because these corporations and companies want to work with someone who, they can see themselves working with not robots. So I would say have a mix of both of them, but you want to, of course, hire someone who can get the job done. I think the the reason why, like, for example, I I would hire someone. I want salting is like, I mean, I could hire someone with no experience, but the thing is that would mean I have to teach them, et cetera, which is great. But imagine they already have the skills that they can learn on, on the go. So keep learning those skills, everybody, and apply them to the work that you're doing.
0: And I have one last question here because we only have two minutes left until eight and it's, it's always any question. What's the future hold for Jonathan?
1: Yeah, honestly, uh, a lot of different things. I think just growing a lot more on our social media platforms has been really great uh, to network with a a, a bunch more folks and get a lot of people jobs. So continuously growing on the platforms. Another thing as well, just partnering with more, uh, more organizations, universities, I think, Uh, things that we teach are not taught in school. And I think a lot of universities can benefit from it. Uh, that's for sure. So hopefully we can be able to partner with more of them to deliver uh, amazing insights, which will allow them to land their dream careers, especially during these times. So I think those two things are the main concepts.
0: Yeah. How does, uh, how do you partner up with the university? Like how's the whole process with that? I'm kind of interested. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. What we'll do is we'll usually like partner with them in regards to, to delivering workshops. To like help the students whether it's in regards to job search career tips linkedin tips etc so i think that's been a good kind of piece of things and then also like if they want to do a panel with us we usually do it in that realm okay thank you
0: very much i'm going to end stop the recording here uh okay thank you very much jonathan uh you are awesome i love speaking with you It was very short which is sad for me because i i'm one who talks a lot but yeah yeah you you have all the experience you have all the knowledge and if anybody wants to go learn more about Jonathan, go to his LinkedIn c- account, Jonathan, uh, Javier, you'll find it there. Also consulting.com. Great resource. They, they offer free things. I like free
1: things. I go there all the time to look at their templates. And again, you know. thank you so much, Jonathan. Of
0: course.